Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin. I'm really looking forward to chatting with Tara Howell today, who is the founder of Blue Derby Pods Ride and the winner of the 2018 Spirit of Tasmania Tourism and Hospitality Award and the Tasmanian Young Achiever Awards. But first, a fun fact. The Young Achiever Awards are run by Awards Australia in each state and territory. We are a family-owned business with an amazing team of dedicated people to provide further opportunities for those that are making a difference in the community. We run the Inspirational.Australians podcast as just another way to promote the terrific stories of extraordinary Australians. And today's podcast is an inspiring story that showcases initiative, resilience and perseverance to achieve your goals. I'm really fascinated to learn more. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Tara. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's lovely to be here. We were just talking off air about the actual benefits of what you do, you know, and it's not just a business, it's really a connection to uh, to the environment, to appreciate what we have. How did uh, the idea of Blue Derby Pods Ride start? Uh, well, look, it feels like a lifetime ago now, but um, like you mentioned, it was it started in nature. Um, I worked as a bushwalking guide here in Tasmania on a number of different trails, the Overland Track and on the East Coast at, at Bay of Fires, and I um, was fortunate enough to guide um, guests on those experiences, and I absolutely love hosting people. And I love the idea of a, a luxury mountain biking experience came to our, my mind when I was doing that because although I was bushwalking for a job, my free time I was mountain biking. I thought there must be there must be a, a market for something like this. And uh, my husband and I, Steve did a lot of research, did a bit of travelling around the world to check out our mountain biking markets. Good excuse to go travelling around the world. Oh, I better do some research about it's this. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It was a, a wonderful trips to, you know, places like Canada and New Zealand and things like that, but really helpful because yeah. their mountain biking markets are a lot more progressed than Australia. Out of all that, we, we came up with Blue Derby Pods Ride. So, um it's yeah, it started with nature and, and a love for the outdoors here in Tasmania and a love for mountain biking and wanting to do something in, in a state that I absolutely love. Were there any hurdles uh, when you're trying to get Blue Derby pods right off the ground? Look, heaps of hurdles. It, when I was uh, 23, I think 23, I um, quit, I suppose, my corporate roles to start pushing this business. And it was till I was 26 when we actually launched the business. Um, and in those years of preparation, you know, there was all the standard, uh, standard inverted commas, hurdles like, you know, getting a development up, you know, providing the funding and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I suppose one that I found really hard and was, I suppose, is, is right for this podcast is, um, being young because, <laughs> you know, we're a fresh-faced, I still am relatively fresh-faced, but, um, you know, early 20-year-olds and um, proposing quite a considerable development in um, National Park and Reserve here in Tasmania. And people really had to 
you know, take us seriously. And so uh, it definitely was um, a hurdle. And the way we, the way we ensured that we got over that hurdle was, you know, giving confidence in other ways and not letting age restrict what we did or said. And yeah, it definitely came up a couple of times though, which is funny looking back upon. It's sad though, isn't it? Sometimes we don't value the opinions Mm. or just young people in general because they're young, what will they know? Mm. How many people, just as a matter of interest, how many people said, oh, you'll never get that off the ground, that'll never work? Lots, lots, (laughs) you know, and, you know, from a really broad range of um, areas of expertise, you know, I remember one of our early meetings when we went to pitch this to a certain even government body and we were literally sat down and said, you should change your idea. This isn't going to work. Pods in particular aren't a good idea. And we, I remember in that meeting and we, um, we, which we had, by the way, come out of our um, jobs that we were doing, seven so at that time, we changed into some like more professional clothes outside of this office to go into it. So it was this really silly, like if you could see the behind the scenes of it, we just felt so silly and then had to go back out to our other jobs. But anyway, um, they said, you know, pods aren't a good idea. You should just look into some tents or something like that. And we, I remember sitting down and saying, look, I know that's what you think, but that's one of our key architectural point of differences. If we're just doing tents, we're just like everyone else. And uh, it was a really like confirmed conversation that it was like, thank you for your opinion, but that's not what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. So lots of uh, interesting ones like that. (laughs) Well, you stuck to your gun, so... Yeah, it's really important to listen to what people say, but at the same time, uh, stick to your guns if you really have a passion and believe in it. So well done to you. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> how many pods uh, do you actually have and how many guests can you cater for at any one time? Yeah, so we've got four pods and so they're twin share. So they can be set up as king or as um, twin. And then the pods are connected to a, a larger hub building, we call it. So that's where we have all like your dining area, your lounge area, a little like library nook in the kitchen, bathrooms, bike store and things like that. And they're all connected with an elevated boardwalk. Um, yeah, so our guest uh, size is eight. So it's that intimate group experience. And who does the cooking? Our staff do, yes. So there's two experienced leaders per trip and they are incredibly talented individuals who are not only are wonderful mountain biking guides, they also are excellent chefs. (laughs) Beautiful. Sounds good. So uh, four groups of two at any one one time, Mm. which is cool. Do you very often have all four Uh, pods filled or eight guests yeah yeah that's really common for us and and it comes in different ways like sometimes we have group bookings so maybe for couples or a group of friends um or alternatively we have people who don't know each other so there's just a couple who's booked from somewhere in australia and another couple from somewhere else in australia and for some reason, they, all the groups always just work out beautifully. They have common interests and um, by the end of the three or four days, everyone's friends. And, um, you know, when you go through a, a experience like three or four days of mountain biking together, you, you have a special connection. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it would be um, really bring people together and, and you develop lifelong friends. 
Yeah, you do, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and you would have so many uh, connections and friends, people that have um, you've experienced the joy of, you know, the trekking and the packages that you provide. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I feel like we do become friends with all of our guests because I think it takes a certain type of person who wants to go on a mountain biking experience. You know, they're wanting to have a holiday that's outdoors and, you know, adventuring and experiencing the Tasmanian wilderness. And so we always already have this common bond. So you, you become friends with them all. Yeah. Are there a multitude of different biking trails depending on someone's level of fitness or experience? Yeah, absolutely. We're so fortunate. So where we're located, our accommodation or our pods are situated in the middle of the forests of the Blue Derby Mountain Biking Network. And so for your listeners, um, the Blue Derby Mountain Biking Trails are situated in northeast Tasmania and there are 100 plus kilometres of purpose-built mountain biking trail. And since we've been operating because we started our development at the same time they were being developed, um, they've now been acclaimed as um, some of the best mountain biking trails in the world. Rightly so, because they are incredible. I'm obviously biased, but they are incredible. And and they've been designed so they have a real range of abilities um, that can be used or can be ridden upon. So we have green trails, which are the easiest trails, all the way to double black, which are the hardest. And our staff, what they do with our groups is they will assess the obviously the group's ability and, you know, we get an idea when we're even booking with us and tailor the three days of riding to the guests and the group's ability. So you end up, um, you know, covering a lot of trail and also um, a wide range of trail, yeah. It's pretty technical. Yeah. Looking at everybody's experience and abilities and working out what trails and all that type of stuff is pretty cool. It, it is technical and it's, you know, we, we offer the three or four day packages, but they're, they're custom every time because every group has different ability and every group have different needs. So we have to tailor the, the packages and the trails that you ride towards the guests, obviously. So there is a little bit of thinking each time. Yeah. Oh, very cool. And I believe uh, Derby hosted a round of the Enduro World Series in 2017. Was that a catalyst or did that help your business at all? Yeah, absolutely. Like having the Enduro World Series in Australia, which was the first time, and then in Derby, Tasmania, so the first time in obviously Tasmania as well, was absolutely amazing for mountain biking in general for Australia. Um, And so it was definitely a catalyst for us. We actually launched our business for that event. And so we you know, our builders had to work very hard to get everything up and going and we finished the build um, and I think we had one or two days to set everything up, like clean it all up and get everything in and then we had guests that next day. So (laughs) it was really tight Uh, and but it was worth it because amazing, amazing publicity not only for the destination but also for us. So it was worth the hard work. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was nothing like a tight deadline to work to. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Oh, that, no, that's, that's awesome. I presume there are plenty of walking tracks as well. You know, people can wind down from their biking or before they start or whatever it is in between to um, just, you know, go for a lovely walk. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, Derby has really evolved as a township. Uh, it's got an amazing history, which I won't go into today, but um, the mountain biking trails is where it's at at the moment. And, you know, the mountain biking trails themselves, they actually can be walked on, obviously at your own risk because there's mountain bikers on it. But there are some that, you know, in particular locals in the area um, walk on regularly. And there are also other trails in the district as well and other non-riding activities, which mean there are lots of things you can do that aren't just, isn't just mountain biking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us a few of the attractions of Derby. People, we want everybody to come and visit you and take one of your packages, but I'm sure there are things that they can see and do in Derby as well. I know it's only a small town. Yeah, it's a tiny town. You know, it's a one street town, well, one main street and a couple of little ones off the side and this little valley and it's got all these little pockets of interesting houses and um but the derby township has so many different little attractions obviously there's the mountain biking which is the main one gorgeous little um amount of uh cafes i suppose in the area but then other little things like we have a um a lake behind the township and on that lake you can do things like kayak and fish and like fly fishing and things like that it's also got a really amazing floating sauna on that lake so you can have a, a sauna after you're riding or just have a sauna in general um it's also known for its minerals in the in the area so people can go panning for sapphires i've got um, a number of friends who have panned and collected their sapphires for their partners uh rings and things like that in the area so there's a real eclectic thing like a range of things you can do and um it's it's really just a wonderful little town yeah sounds amazing and our listeners won't be able to see of course but there is a beautiful view out of your window there <laughs> very green beautiful i mean i'm very jealous about where you are, it must be. Very- I'm not actually at Derby. I'm at, actually at my home, but thank you. <laughs> How far is uh, home from Derby? Home is an hour from Derby, so we're in between Launceston and Derby, which works. Yeah, okay. Still yeah. beautiful, very, very nice. <laughs> and I'm sure Derby is just as beautiful. It is, yeah, yeah. So, Tara, tell me, how did COVID-19 affect you in the business? Look, um, COVID, as everyone's obviously had a, in the tourism industry, had a massive impact on us. So overnight we um, had, to, we lost all our bookings for the season and, you know, with huge amount of uncertainty for the future of tourism and what was going to happen. So um, that was massive for us and I don't think anyone can plan for anything like this I'm, I'm sure it's on in everyone's risk plans now like a world pandemic but prior to, <laughs> not anymore um so that's a massive impact for us and um so we really had to start thinking differently because 90 percent of our clientele are from mainland australia and borders obviously shut down for here in Tasmania, and then five percent international and five percent Tasmanian. And we we could not rely or take the risk of relying on five percent of our past clientele for a business. So we actually um, we rejigged our offering and made a Tasmanian only offering, um, which we felt the market would respond to, which has been really successful and. Um, now we're coming out of COVID a little bit 
Um, we're seeing a lot stronger bookings with mainland Australia, um, people coming and wanting a bit of the Tasmanian fresh air and adventuring and things like that. So feels like we're, we're coming out of it now, which is wonderful, but a huge effect to begin with. Yeah, that's so tragic for you, but for so many as well. And I'm sure that there are 90% of your businesses coming from uh, other parts of Australia, all I'm sure going by the spirit of Tasmania, <laughs> yeah. uh, no doubt. So we love spirit of Tasmania. <laughs> totally, totally, yes, as do I. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now it is, um, it has been tragic, but sounds like you've really made headway into re- rejigging your business so that locals have a, have a package that they can uh, take take up, which is cool. Yeah. yeah, I think you had to. I mean, if we, you, everyone had to, we just talked offline about that word pivot, but everyone had to pivot, didn't they? And um, I'm really, I'm really glad we did. I was really nervous about it to begin with, but I'm really glad we did. Yeah. I'm sure many of our listeners are fascinated by the mountain biking experience idea. Can you tell us about the mountain biking? How many, you know, you can take eight people, but how many bikes do you have specifically? How far do you ride each day? Uh, and how strenuous is it? And I know you said there are varying levels mm. uh, of strenuousness, I guess, that you have, but how strenuous can it be? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good question, and we get asked this a lot. Um, so, uh, we all our guests generally are mountain bikers, and we have a fleet of bikes. So our guests all come to the trip as mountain bikers. Um, but then we obviously have to tailor, like I said earlier, the trip to that group and the individuals within that group. So we have two experienced leaders um, who join that group, and generally the group split into two different levels of ability. So beginner to intermediate, which will tackle the easier trails, and intermediate to advanced. And um, what happens is the way we've designed our itineraries is those groups then regroup for things like morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea. They can share their writing stories and talk about, you know, what they've been doing. Um, And it also means that someone who is in that intermediate bracket can, um, you know, join a beginner ride and get their confidence up and then join a harder ride if if they want to. Um, So how strenuous really depends on the individual, you know. Um, So... A beginner will find, uh, you know, those green and light blue and blue trails quite strenuous and an advanced rider will find those double black runs strenuous. And so it kind of depends on the individual. Yeah. And and it, even to the point where a guest asks us, you know, a potential guest, how um, much do you ride every day? And you can actually not ride if you want to and you can just join us and chill out or you can ride five kilometres and then on the flip side, you can ride 50 kilometres in a day. It's so we are, and we have to be because of the way mountain biking works and the different abilities in the group. And in every single guest, we've had all the guest experiences and all the um, past trips, that dynamic has always worked beautifully. So it... um. It's a really broad question. I can't answer it specifically. No. Hopefully that gives you an idea. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I wonder how many people come uh, who are just there to be with their partners. They don't want to ride at all. 
you know, they're just there to uh, spur on and give encouragement to their partner. Well, look, it's not uncommon. It's definitely not our, obviously, our core business, but it's really not uncommon. And we have a non-rider discount that we apply for someone who just wants to literally chill out at the pods. They want to practice some yoga. We can get the local yoga teacher to come and join and do some yoga classes. They might go to the sauna and they enjoy all the beautiful food and wine. And uh, it honestly, it's a great three or four days if you're just being a non-rider as well. So, um, I don't have a percentage stat for you, but it's definitely not uncommon. Yeah, that's cool. Well, there's no doubt uh, that there will be some people like me that are just as interested in the food and wine <laughs> and the unique pod accommodation. Can you tell us about the actual pods? What's in them? What do you offer there? And, and the food and uh, the wine, of course. What, <laughs> uh, you know, how, what is that involved? Uh, is that a different meal every yeah. Every time or is it much the yeah. same thing? Yeah, look, obviously that's a huge part of our experience. Um, the pods, let's start with them uh, because they have been such a, you know, like I said earlier, something that we wanted to do from the start to be really unique. And the reason we wanted them to be so unique and just for the listeners, you know, um, they're these curved, gorgeous structures with beautiful simple lighting and this large big bed and a window that opens out to the wilderness and they sit really densely in the forests um is we wanted our guests to lie back at night and think wow this is a really this is not normal this isn't four walls this isn't a square this is something different and as part of that um experience maybe they'll start thinking like wow like we could be doing things differently in our life because you, you lie back at night, you take in the stars and suddenly you have time to think and um, you have time to reflect on your life. And that's what a different space can do. Um, so it, it leads into our positioning line, which is to experience the flow. We want our guests to experience flow on the bike, you know, that moment where you're like forget everything and you're just thinking, wow, this is amazing, but also flow, um, you know, at pods, in the pods or in our food and in our wine and, and things like that. So that's the pods. Um, and the food and the wine, oh gosh, it's, it's beautiful, obviously. It's all Tasmanian focused. Um, it's, it's different every night on every, every element of what you have. Um, all the wines are paired to the meals you're having. And look, we get bloody good feedback for our food and wine i think you can't go wrong with tasmanian food and wine <laughs> tara it sounds so amazing can people book a longer than the normal three or four package days you mentioned that people can come and chill out and mm. people say look i want to take the four-day package but i want to stay on for an extra two days just to really chill out and enjoy yeah look we keep to what we're good at and that is three or four day experiences. On the odd occasion, if we've had a gap within our bookings, um, we have had guests stay a little bit longer, but it's not common. Yeah, yep. yeah. Stick cool. to what you're good at. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It sounds really amazing. In the evenings, mm. you provide enter- any entertainment, like you sit there and sing or play the ukulele for your guests or, you know, do a dance or something. Uh, it's not part of the itinerary. Every one of our um, staff 
have a unique little skill and this is not purpose but everyone brings something you know one might have an absolute passion for birds and the other might have this really in-depth knowledge around the history of the area another might be a ukulele player we do have a guitar on site and a dress-up box for that matter so often entertainment you know it it happens as part of the experience but it's definitely not set in stone (laughs) it sounds like so much fun a a really unique experience it is Uh, just uh, for all our listeners Get anybody that you know that would be interested in this. Get them onto it. Sounds. Have I convinced you yet, Jeff? Well, <laughs> um, uh, I like. I'm, I'm very environmentally focused. So green suits me. Yeah, absolutely. And we are, I should. I haven't even mentioned that about their pods or anything like that. But we are completely off grid, and it's a totally you know sustainable experience. We work so hard with our suppliers to have minimal packaging, and um, it's all all our waste goes to an organic chook farm or a recycled or anything like that. So those things we don't actually harp on about lock a lot, but it's, it is, it's that ethos. So yeah. Well, well, Annette would love you. She's very, very, very recyclable focus and sustainability focused. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she would certainly appreciate as will everybody appreciate <laughs> what, what you're saying. Well, just on an aside, the Tasmanian Young Achiever Awards are now mm-hmm. open for the current program. And going back a few years to winning your award in 2018, what did being nominated and then, of course, winning your award mean for you at the time? And did it help your business? Mm. Look, um, I was really, um, I mean, it's just, it's, any, being nominated for any award is such a, you know, it's it's so wonderful and you feel really humbled and really, you know, almost um, in disbelief because you're working so hard on your business as everyone does or your community project or whatever you're doing and look, getting an award makes you look up and reflect and go, wow, I must be doing something that's special here. So it definitely gave me that moment when I was nominated and I really didn't think I was going to win actually um, in the category, like I'm sure in all the awards, um, the finalists were exceptional. And so I was super surprised when they said my name and I felt completely unprepared to give a speech at the night. I remember feeling like walking up going, what am I going to say? I should thank my husband. Um, (laughs) And so I felt, yeah, I felt totally really lucky. And for our business, I mean, absolutely you know, there are definitely uh, some clientele and people who look for your awards and it gives that external recognition that you're doing something amazing. So I have no doubt it's definitely been helpful for our business too. Yeah. Well, and I remember your thanks, Spirit of Tasmania and Axis, who are the prize sponsor. So that was good. <laughs> oh, good. Thank goodness I did that then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I breathed after that. It was all good. <laughs> Now, it's a great way to acknowledge someone who's doing something special. And I'm pleased you acknowledged uh, Steve as well. That was <laughs> yeah. very important for your ongoing marriage sustainability uh, <laughs> to have done that. So that was good. Tara, what's something that we might not know about you? Um, what they might not know about me? Gosh, 
Well, look, I mean, mentioned before, I obviously our business is completely off grid, but I live in a tiny home and that's completely off grid as well. Um, So that's something that I don't usually advertise a lot, but it's a lot of fun, especially with a nearly one year old. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be interesting for your business too. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) You'll love those challenges. So what's, um, what's next for Tara Howe? That's a good question. Um, I've got lots of different little things that we're working on always and always ways to improve and, um, you know, keep our business uh, up to date, I suppose. But COVID definitely has changed our thinking a lot. You know, we've, I think we always have had long-term plans and I've always been going, this is what I want to be, where I want to be at a certain point. But at the moment, I feel like we're changing everything because we're just trying to kind of come down from COVID. Um, but definitely progressing Blue Day Pods Ride and continually improving Blue Day Pods Ride. And um, from there, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any... Starting a business is really difficult. You know, if anybody thinks differently, try. Uh, <laughs> and you'll soon know it's tough, gives you a lot of stress and worry. And a lot of hours trying to not only get the business started but maintain it, trying to be mm. ahead of the game, thinking mm. of new things all the time to keep people interested and in wanting to come and visit you and be a part of your experience. Do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners mm. in terms of, you know, keep going, having a go? Uh, definitely, always. Um, <laughs> you're right, though. Starting a business is is really hard, but it's very rewarding. and We shouldn't forget that there are a lot of rewards and there are a lot of benefits of owning your own business. Um, you know, not just referring to financial benefits, obviously. It's, you know, that lifestyle and, you know, be able to do what you want to do and things like that. Um, I, I, I think I always I think of two things. When you think of words of um, wisdom, one definitely has to be around values. Um, I think uh, it's really important to understand what your personal values are and really hone in on those as soon as you can Um, because once you understand what you stand for, you can really start tailoring your business and your life around that and that's when a lot more um, enjoyment, I think, comes you know if you're really passionate about what you do it's it's so much easier and you become passionate when you do things that are aligned with your personal values so that's that's something I think um is really wonderful um and a helpful thing to keep in mind and the other piece of advice or a quote that I always come back to and I have this on my next to my um desk and this is more for it's for parents, so I suppose that's why I, I always I think of it. Um, but it's a quote from Brene Brown, and I believe she's quoting someone else. But the quote is, um, the greatest burden a child can bear is that of an unlived parent. And it's so important, you know, there are so many things and ideas I'm sure people have out there that are restricted because of them having um, other things going on or societal presses saying they shouldn't be doing things and that quote always motivates me to keep going and doing things that you really want to do in your life yeah I think there's a constant for all the people 
or nearly all people at least who are successful, and that is have a go, take the plunge. Of course, Mm -hmm. through, but then just get in there and give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. The worst is actually it not working, and that is not the end of the world. You know, we've seen from COVID, (laughs) we bounce back. You know, there are things that go wrong, and we think that this is the end, but there is nothing worse than not experiencing the challenge or the desire to do something and then not and always wondering whether you could have should have or maybe so yeah you know power to you and to anybody particularly young people i yeah. just admire love people who are having a shot at something particularly mm-hmm. if you can connect it to something of value mm-hmm. you know, i loved what you say on your website our vision inspires us our purpose drives us our values are how we behave yeah. yeah, more about these as part of your experience with us. I love that little hook there at the end, lovely. <laughs> they are our guiding lights. I love that. I just found that so inspirational and uh, just having uh, before today reading that and thinking, oh, I just really want to talk to you even more now. <laughs> yeah. The awards night and seeing what you do. I, I love that. Mm. And it's it's so true that vision, purpose and values are everything for us, you know. Um the vision is to create a sustainable world and we've talked about, you know, on the edges of the environmental points for our business and that's our life as well. And those values that you read on our website, our guests actually get introduced to those um, as part of our experience and it becomes, you know, if if they can behave like that, they're going to have a wonderful experience too or even more wonderful and it all becomes part of the whole Blue Day Pods Ride experience. Yeah. Fantastic. How can our listeners connect with you or find out more about the Blue Derby Pods Ride experience? Yeah, so Blue Derby Pods Ride, obviously our website, um, and then we're on social, so Instagram and Facebook. Um, Maybe you could add our handles and things like that to your show notes. Um, But also me personally, um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well. And I'm also quite active on LinkedIn. So welcome to connect. LinkedIn's always a good way, isn't it, to uh, connect with people? Yeah. Well, I highly recommend that people get on board. And mm-hmm. that's the spirit of Tasmania, of course. A little <laughs> nice little um, pun there. Uh, and, and come and see you and have a great time and enjoy the experience of connecting with nature and mountain biking in one of the most beautiful areas of the world for mountain biking so Mm -hmm. congratulations to you for winning your award for all that you do for your beautiful little house your baby and (laughs) uh, your husband and and collectively all you do in the business and how you inspire people as well it's been really wonderful talking to you tara i hope our listeners have enjoyed i hope you've enjoyed it too I have. Thank you so much. And I, you know, thank you for all of what you guys do as well. It's a wonderful organisation and and such important awards. So, yeah, thank you. Thanks so much, Tara. We enjoy coming out of the pandemic uh, and what it's done to your business and I hope things flourish moving forward. Thank you. Okay, (laughs) bye. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference 
in the lives of those that make a difference for others. And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award. Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network, because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe. And remember, together we make a difference. Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference.